0: Shalom alechem. Welcome to the Shmooz, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Seth Rogovoy. Seth has been the artistic director of the Yiddish Book Center's annual festival, Yidstock, the festival of new Yiddish music, since its very first day. Seth is the author of the essential klezmer. A Music Lover's Guide to Jewish Roots and Soul Music, as well as books about Bob Dylan and George Harrison. A contributing editor to The Forward, Seth was the creator and producer of From a Shtetl to Stage, a celebration of Yiddish music and culture at Carnegie Hall in April 2019. He's a familiar face around the Yiddish Book Center as he's here each year as we launch our annual festival, Yidstock. Welcome, Seth. Great to uh, have you on the virtual screen here. Great to be doing this
1: again, Lisa.
0: I think we've done uh, the Yidstock thing now, what, 11 years?
1: I think, you know, it depends upon how you count, but 11 sounds about right to me.
0: About right, <laughs> yeah. But it only feels like, no, uh, just...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. Um, so I think for the benefit of those who haven't taken the ride along with us all these years for Yidstock. Let's sort of go back to the beginning um, because then we can talk a little bit about the evolution and then we can talk a little bit about what's in store for 2023 because I think there's a thread to this and it's an interesting thread um, and we can be reflective if we want to. Um, So I remember Susan Bronson, coming to me and saying our executive director that she had this wonderful idea, which was to present a music festival. Um, And then I was told the name that was being bandied about was Yidstock. And once I heard that, I was on board. And then she mentioned reaching out to you to be the artistic director of it. I knew you from other aspects of my life here in the you know foothills of the Berkshires, et cetera. So it seemed like, wow, this is gonna be fun. So let's let's just talk a little bit about. I mean, it's evolved from what it was in its early incarnation. And I think, you know, there was a focus to what it might be in terms of curation. Um, And I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, sort of how the, how it incubated.
1: Great. Well, you know, when, when we first started out getting together and having meetings and discussing what it is we wanted this to be, one thing was clear from the outset and, and it, it never, it was, I mean, we knew from the very beginning and it's never changed. And that is put Right in our subtitle, so the name is Yidstock, the Festival of New Yiddish Music, and we wanted to call it that because we wanted to make clear that this was not a an attempt to present. I, I don't want to say anything negative about uh, what would be a different festival because it's all great, and and I love so-called traditional music or music that's presented as it was 50 years ago 100 years ago 150 years ago there's people who do that terrifically and but we really wanted the festival for the most part to present material that was in one way or another and there and as we've seen over the course of the 10 or 11 years um that's alive. And although it's perpetuating the Yiddish culture, and particularly the Yiddish musical culture, it's um, also drawing on innovation and creativity of the best artists around the world who are finding new or innovative ways to, to play and present this music. So that was clear from day one.
0: It, you know, it's really interesting to me because I, you know, we the, the title is, you know, um, New Yiddish Music, and I think of klezmer, and I did back then, and I'll be really canted here, but the thought of four days of klezmer, which has evolved from its original two days, but I thought, wow, klezmer music. And then I was shocked um, when I stood in the back because I realized like so much of Yiddish and Jewish culture the idea of klezmer has evolved and it's borrowed and it you had such a range and have over the past 11 years of performers and genres and talk a little bit about that evolution if you would
1: sure sure well you know we we knew again we although i was brought in in probably significant part because i wrote this book called the essential Klesmer, um and therefore sort of knew the scene, knew what was going on. It was clear from the beginning that we didn't just want to confine this to music that people apply the term klezmer to. And you know, we could go on for an hour discussing and exploring what is klezmer and what isn't klezmer, but it there's really no point to that. The point is um we knew we wanted this to be a festival of Yiddish music. As, as, it, as it's called. And so I see klezmer as something of a subset of that. So Yiddish music, in other words, if you have Yiddish theater music, say, that's people may not think of that or hear that as klezmer. If you have you know, Yiddish uh, spiritual music, people may not think of that as klezmer. It doesn't really matter what you call it. The key, I mean this is the Yiddish Book Center devoted to the perpetuation and and the um preservation and perpetuation of Yiddish literacy and culture in a larger to a larger extent and you can speak to that uh probably much more eloquently than I can uh in terms of the mission but this you know we were in line with the book center's mission from from day one so Again, it was never just to have it be a klezmer festival, whatever that means. It was to have it be a Yiddish music festival drawn from all aspects of Yiddish music with the proviso that we wanted to really emphasize creative artists who were at the cutting edge or finding ways of making this music speak to the, uh, the, the um culture the the language of our time the accent of our time uh or or even the future <laughs> uh you know what it might be down the line it's another way uh, to put it in another context you know yiddish culture as we all know in general was had a horrible rupture in after the holocaust uh because so many people who spoke Yiddish and wrote in Yiddish and sang in Yiddish, you know were were killed. and um, and and it was there was a kind of a turning away from it because it was just too horrible to even think about. And at the same time, Israel was forging a new Jewish Hebrew culture, which was in large part very different from may have drawn somewhat from Yiddish, uh, culture, but it really it really was new and, and emphasized other aspects of music. So um, I'm afraid I may have derailed my train of thought here, but um, I guess the point I'm getting to is that, oh yes, so had the culture not been broken or paused or uh, had that rupture, had it just continued, and, it, and and in some ways it did, it's in very small pockets, um, what would it have sounded like in 2010 and now in uh, 2023? And so, you know, th- there are, and we're just really reflecting the work that so many creative people have done in reviving Yiddish music. Yes, klezmer, but also, Yiddish folk music, um, Yiddish art music, and then uh, klezmer and or Yiddish music, which draws upon other co-territorial musics. And that's just a fancy name for jazz, rock, reggae, funk, classical. And we've had representatives and continue to have of all of those elements, of contemporary creative Yiddish music from the beginning. And we just keep looking for more ways. We, you know, the artists themselves are coming up with new things and we're discovering new artists who are doing incredible, creative, virtuosic work in this field. And we're at the point now, I mean, we really were at this point from the very beginning where we pick and choose from the greatest performers all around the world. I mean you know takes nothing away from a regional klezmer band or a local yiddish singer but you know these are world class acts who you see at the top festivals around the world which I'd like to say or th- at least think and let the uh, audience be the judge that we are among among that select group presenting these artists
0: Absolutely. Um, and, and it's so interesting to me. And I think I I saw this play out, no pun intended, in watching the evolution of what's happened at Yidstock and the performance, to see that it, you know, there's a lot of talk about revival and stuff like that. And I think of it as a continuum, as you say, there was a rupture and art is a reflection of its contemporary culture. And it's no different than it was when all of these young artists um, before the Holocaust were creating literature, music, theater, film, it's art. Um, And so it's exciting. And as you say, there's so many adjacencies. There's adjacencies to rock music, there was the techno that um, Dimitri and Anthony did that just blew us all away. And then there was the year that we had the um, classical music uh, and stuff. So it's fascinating to me. And again, I think every festival, I hope you would agree, has its own personality. And the personality of Yidstock is and continues to be unique to the center. One of the things I find exciting is that, and I have to remind people, this is not like these groups are touring and they're touring with a playlist. These performances in many instances are crafted for Yidstock. Bringing all of these artists here allows you to incubate new programs. It allows for cross-collaboration. And again, I think that that is so infused in what, gives Yidstock its identity and its followers. And I wonder if you could speak a little bit, it's a very long question, sorry, um, about how you approach that in terms of curation and how that plays into the performers and their enthusiasm for being here.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a great topic, <laughs> more than a question, but um, you put it eloquently and That is, you know, the challenge, but it's not much of a challenge. It's the fun of of doing this work year after year. And, yeah, we have, you know, we have seven concerts at every festival. We have multiple talks, conversations, film showings, discussions, workshops, workshops. and so we have this incredible group knowledgeable group of artists and scholars and and um and, and even amongst the audience you know we we have people who who bring something else to the festival so every year in curating the festival there's an attempt at some at at a multifaceted balance if there if there can be such a thing Um, so there is, uh, you know, for example, there's a commitment, which I think, you know, we have fulfilled every year that every year there will be one or more artists who have never been at Yidstock before. When we talk about this year's festival, we'll see how much we're committed to that because it is huge this year in particular. Um, but we always have, and then when we bring back artists who have, Perform before, we often do have them do so as as you uh, hinted at in new and different programs, which they are. Maybe it was just an idea they had, and and they mentioned to me, "Well, I, I want to do this, and I want I'm working on this, I'm working on that." I'm like, "Whoa, that that sounds great!" And we have so and so who's also going to be at the festival. And I've done this. I've I've suggested to artists who I thought, you know, have you two? Th- there was one year. This 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 concert, particular concert, stands out to me as one of the greatest. Which is, you know, they're all great. They're all our babies, our children. But uh, uh, I think you will, you two, will also remember this. And actually, we have commemorated it in the image on the on the Yidstock uh, web page because it's this photo. And so trumpeter Frank London and his friend trumpeter Stephen Bernstein on their own had each made recordings of cantorial music that they played through their trumpet um, in their own particular style, Uh, independent of each other on, on the same record label on John Zorn's record label. So I, I knew these two were friends. I knew they had worked together in various capacities. And I said, did you guys ever do a duet concert where, you know, like a jazz concert, you, you bring um, John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins together. You know, what if we had Frank London and Steven Bernstein together doing cantorial music on the stage as, as a duo, as a back and forth, And they both loved the idea. They had never done it before. It was just such a magical concert. Um, You know, the spontaneity, the respect for each other, each of them pushing each other in different directions. So not only was it a great, innovative Yiddish music concert, it was actually one of the greatest jazz concerts I had ever seen in my long career of going to, to, to jazz music.
0: So you mentioned this year we do have more quote newbies <laughs> to this yeah at Yidstock. And maybe tease out a little bit. Um it was very interesting as tickets have been selling really quickly. Um as they always As always. Do. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we sell out folks. So truly don't be calling us to beg us for a way in. Um but it was interesting because many of these um concerts were quickly um, apparent that they were very popular. And so tell me a little bit about some of them uh, and why there's a following.
1: Right. Well, you know, we have our tried tried and true but innovative acts that, that we often bring just because you can't get enough of them and every year they're spectacular. And that's groups like the klezmatics, who really, in a way, are the? <laughs> I hate to put it this way because it sounds a little d- diminishing, but they're the poster children for what what we're all about. You know, the klezmatics totally Im- know the old styles of music and the old repertoire, and they drag it kicking and screaming. First in the late twentieth century, and now well into the twenty first century. By bringing in all kinds of other co-territorial musics,
0: let's let's also say that they they've also I think um, set the stage again, no pun intended. They bring an energy, they bring an in infusion of enthusiasm, and they also remind us about this thread, um, which is exciting. I think they've they've done a lot to establish the the excitement, the collaboration, and sort of the inventiveness that has become our signature.
1: Yeah absolutely you know and honestly they were they were one of my or the most important gateway acts for me to get excited about this music when i first started uh hearing them and going to see them perform in uh, the nineteen the early 1990s so um so they'll be kicking off the festival on thursday july 13th um but just going through you know some of the uh some some of the new performers we have i mean we we have or, or maybe i'll stick with with some of the old ones and here here's a an example of a performer who's been a number of times but is doing something entirely different and that is the former clarinetist for the Klezmatics, and now you know for decades has been on his own doing incredibly creative work in so many different ways and that's david krakauer he has a He's always coming up with new and different projects that, you know, utilize different musicians and and different styles. You know, we've had him do kind of an acoustic uh, set one year. We had him um, doing an electric set one year. This, David had uh, just, I believe last year, uh, introduced a new project, which he called David Krakauer's Mazel Tov Cocktail Party. And I heard the recording of this and I thought, oh, this would is so perfect for Yidstock. So w- w- what it what it does is it presents music which is totally recognizably, even down to like familiar tunes, y- Yiddish music or klezmer music. And but the concept is it's a world music dance party. So he brings in elements from From you know Latin music, from different European musics, party music. He's got a rapper in the group, um, you know, percussionists from from different traditions. So, yes, it's David Krakauer. He's been there before, but you've never seen or heard him do this because it's a brand new project. Then, as as we were talking about earlier, we have several. artists who have never before performed at Yidstock, people who I've had my eye on for years, who I always was waiting for the right time to bring them. And, and this year we took a big plunge because as I said, you know, we, there's seven major concerts at at any given Yidstock and three of them this year, if I'm counting correctly, are performers who have never been there before. One is a clarinetist named Sam Sadigurski who, um, has produced this incredible, beautiful project of music that is inspired by and based upon a photography exhibit that we had at the Yiddish Book Center a number of years ago. And that's Marissa Scheinfeld's Borscht Belt photographs of where she captured the Borscht Belt as it looks today, or as it looked five or ten years ago, which is, you know, uh, unfortunately the the decay of this once vital, exciting culture, which, uh, you know, of, of Jewish resorts in the Catskills primarily, which no longer exist, and um, but her. F- the photos are beautiful. You can he, you, you can look at them and hear, anybody can. You look at them and you can hear the people talking with Yiddish accents, if not actually speaking in Yiddish. You can imagine the music that was being played. Well, that's what Sam Sadogersky did. He felt that so strongly. He's a composer and a clarinetist, and he, his, his uh, musical partner is an accordionist. And so he composed a whole song cycle based on those photographs, which he will be presenting uh both on stage in music and then afterwards uh with marissa has put together a slideshow for us that um sam can then you know point to uh the very specific photos that his music was inspired by and talk about how he came up with that um a few a few on on sunday we feature two bands that we although we've had some of these players in other uh in other formats and other platforms before, uh these groups have never performed at Yidstock. And they feature what what we think of as young performers. <laughs> and of course, as we age into um, and by we, I mean myself and the the musicians who who revived the music in the late 70s and 1980s. So so Young, in other words, Young is now the musicians who are in their late 30s or 40s. Um, I, I know there's probably a whole other generation coming up in their 20s, and we'll probably have a few of them in some of these bands. But we have two groups. One is led by a fiddler named Jake Shulman-Ment, and his group is called Midwood, as in Midwood, Brooklyn. Uh, you know, which has a great Jewish and Yiddish history to it. And um, and then we have this other group called Forspiel, is led by this duo of vocalist Sasha Lurie and multi-instrumentalist Ilya Schneves. And Ilya is just a wizard at so many different instruments, guitar, bass, accordion, keyboards. And, um, and Sasha's a beautiful singer, and they take Yiddish love songs and and art songs and they juice it with some very contemporary sounding textures and rhythms and uh to make it speak loud and clear to today's audiences so so we're very excited to be able to have all of these uh new performers joining in with the veteran performers and, what this often, not every year, but often leads us to do when we have an assemblage of talent like the one I just you know ran through, and I left a few, a few out. But um the, the entire festival will come culminate on Sunday night with we're reviving the Yiddish, the Yidstock All-Stars, which Frank London typically music directs. He he puts the repertoire together, he um rehearses the band. This year, they're doing a program called Yiddish Around the World. And up on that stage, you will have just an incredible assemblage of talent who have, all these people have never been on one stage before playing music together. We're talking about people like Merlin Shepard, one of the greatest klezmer clarinetists in the world, who's coming from England for this. We're talking about Members of the Klezmatics, both as singers, Laurence Sclamberg will will perform, and as well as a number of their musicians. We're talking about members of Midwood and Forspiel who will who will join this group, and um, we're also talking about uh, because we almost always have to have her at Yidstock. She also is just uh, almost actually. There's there's two other people who who I didn't mention and um and that is who well, I was just thinking about the uh fantastic vocalist actress singer british expert author playwright director eleanor risa will be performing with the Yidstock all stars and also another person who comes very often we love to have him he always has crazy different ideas from string quartets to hip hop music well this year so called is returning to yidstock and he will be performing with the yidstock all-stars
0: so it sounds amazing i'm glad i get to be there it's the guilty pleasure (laughs) of my job um and we'll leave some surprises for everybody um uh Yidstock is at the Yiddish Book Center. It's the Yiddish Book Center's 13th—oh no, sorry, 11th annual Yidstock, um, July 13th through 16th. You can learn more, and we've warned you: get your tickets now. Get a concert pass or individual tickets at yiddishbookcenter.org/slash-yidstock. We will see you there then for what will be a heck of a amazingly wonderful four days. Um, And Seth, I'm sure we'll be in touch between now and then. (laughs) Really looking forward to
1: it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, A million thanks for everything um, and for joining me today. Um, We'll see you soon.
1: Great to talk to you, Lisa. You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli.
0: Until next time, be well and be healthy.